You are listening to the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network, presented by Walmart. You're a graduate of Princeton. Yes. You're an Oxford Rhodes Scholar. Yes. You're a graduate of Yale Law School, clerk to Thurgood Marshall, and now teach at the Harvard Law School. Yes. What are you doing writing a book with this title? I'm writing a book with this title because um, nigger is a very powerful, provocative word that um, is, provides a very interesting window on American culture. That's the 2015 interview with Randall Kennedy, author of the book Nigger, The Strange Career of a Troublesome Word, on the Book Note Show on C-SPAN with host Brian Lamb. The word is derived from N-I-G-E-R, which was Latin for black. And how it actually became an insult is unclear. It's the first episode of a new year, and we're coming out the gate talking about nigga. It's a word that's so bad, we have to refer to it as just the N-word. I think the only other word that comes close to being as taboo for someone outside of a marginalized community to say is the F-word as it relates to a gay man. You see, I don't even want to say it, but it used to mean a cigarette. I think it used to also mean a log. Any case, today we're here to talk about niggas. A word... I'm sorry, I always crack myself up when I say that word. <laughs> a word that can wreak havoc on poor, well-meaning white people trying to have a conversation about it. Like this... T- <laughs> I don't know why I'm giggling. All right, All right I'm back up. But today... We're <laughs> today we're talking about niggas. A word that can wreak havoc on poor, well-meaning white people trying to have a conversation about it. Like this dude who was interviewing Sam Jackson back when Django Unchained was released. There's been a lot of controversy surrounding the usage of, uh, of the N-word in this movie. And, and no, nobody, none. The word would be... Oh, I don't want to say it. Why not? I don't like to say it. Have you ever said it? No, sir. Try it. I don't like to say Try it. Try it. Really? Seriously? We're not going to have this conversation unless you say it. You want to move on to another question? Okay, awesome. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't want to say oh, it. Come on, can will you say it? No, fuck no. Sam is hard. If you're familiar with my book, now you know why one of the main characters in the book is a manifestation of Sam. Sort of like a guardian angel who comes down to Earth to help the main character, me, be more black. Anyway, more on the book later in the season, but let's get back to business. Niggas. <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm trying to get used to saying the word in this episode. It still feels totally weird. I, I, I really don't think I pull it off, no matter how much I try. But there's one person on the show for whom it drips from his lips like honey from the mouth of Winnie the Pooh after he's gotten into the honey jar. Nigga lava. <laughs> hey, hey, Mr. Mr. Right. That, of course, is my co-host, J.D. Cochran. 
And he, Yolanda, and I had a very engaging conversation about the N-word a few years ago on my previous podcast, Radio Film School. In many ways, that podcast was the progenitor to this one. It's the same style and production value as Dungeons and Durags podcast, only it's about filmmaking instead of niggas. <laughs> it, it still doesn't feel right saying it. Anyway, this was the first show where the three of us conversated about topics. And it was shortly after the release of Quentin Tarantino's film, The Hateful Eight, when the three of us got together to talk about the use of the N-word in filmmaking. What do you guys think about the use of that word in films? Nigga? Yeah. Nigga, please. I use that shit all the time. <laughs> and now people want to ban it. Use it for 100 years. Now all of a sudden it's a bad word. You shouldn't have made the motherfucker up in the first place then. <laughs> shit. <laughs> We were off to a great start. Bullshit. that bullshit. It's an interesting question. Mm. Do you remember all the controversy last year when Obama used that word on the yeah. WTF podcast? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, so here's what's crazy. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, so here's what's, here's what I thought was kind of crazy. Because when I listened to the episode... When you hear his use of that word in the context of the interview, I can't imagine how anyone would have an issue with how he used that word. Yeah, it was completely non-controversial. Oh, yeah. It was It was totally matter of fact. It was almost more like a history lesson. Excuse the bouncing. You're probably hearing my son run up the steps. Yeah. Um, and then you go to someone like Tarantino, and I just recently saw, you know, Hateful Eight. <laughs> have you seen Django? Yeah, I saw Django. Yeah, I saw yeah. Django. I heard that Hateful Eight has more than Django. Yeah. Um, when you go to, you know, Tarantino and his use, and even, I mean, shoot, even go back as far as Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. you know, the scene that always comes to mind is where uh, Jules and... Hold on a second. Let me find out what is going on. We're gonna hear we're gonna hear Ron use the N word. Can you use the N word? Hello. Hey, hey Ron. Yeah. Ron, I told Yolanda we were about to hear you use the N word. He's like, oh, Ron's gonna use the N word. He's gonna use the N word. Nigga, what the fuck going on? You know I'm doing a podcast. I hope I wish you would bounce the ball. Bounce again and see what happens. Bounce it again. Bounce it one more. Right, right. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I making you nervous? Uh, I was thinking specifically about that scene in Pulp Fiction where um, Sam Jackson and uh, what's his name's character? Uh, Yeah, Travolta's character where they've killed, they accidentally killed um, their informant and they take him to... Oh, they're in the car, right, they're in the car. And they they take him to Tarantino's house um, and he's like... I forgot the exact context or exactly what he said, but Tarantino's character says, But you know what's on my mind right now? It ain't the coffee in my kitchen. It's the dead nigger in my garage. Oh, Jimmy, don't even worry about it. Well, no, 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 don't think about anything. I want to ask you a question. When you came pulling in here, did you notice a sign on the front of my house that said dead nigger storage? Jimmy, you know I ain't seen no shit. Did you notice a sign in the front of my house that said dead nigger storage? No, I didn't. You know why you didn't see that sign? Because it ain't there, because storing dead niggers ain't my fucking business. That's why. <laughs> That's funny. That's some funny shit. That is funny. 
But here's what I thought was interesting. Like when he talks about his wife, because like the name of that chapter in his movie was like the the bunny situation or something like that. And he's talking about like how his wife will be pissed if she comes home and finds like a dead nigger in her garage. His uh-huh. wife is black. Jimmy, we're not going to store them. Don't you fucking realize, man, that if Bonnie comes home and finds a dead body in her house, I'm going to get divorced. All right, no marriage counseling, no trial separation. I'm going to get fucking divorced, okay? And I don't want to get fucking divorced. No, man, you know, fuck. I mean, I want to help you, but I don't want to lose my wife doing it, all right? Like, I always thought that was interesting. Yeah. Do you not? Uh, I kind of just, I mean, well, I don't think it was specifically interesting. I just feel like, you know, it's kind of, what is interesting just in now having been discussing it is that that was just a piece of casting and that's kind of, uh, <clears throat> you know, you could cat, you could have casted it anyway. But, I, I, but I also, no, would argue, no, I think, no. yeah, I think it goes more to the fact that it, it kind of is a writer's uh, for him as a writer, I would imagine that he's thinking, Oh, this gives me a little street cred. This, this kind of makes it like, I'm not the racist guy. I'm married to a black woman for God's sake. I don't it think, kinda, I don't think when you know, thinks like that though. I don't think well, he cares. I don't think he. Put, right. I don't know. I then then why? I don't think he. Because if it's not what Yolanda's saying and it's not what I'm saying, then what is it? Is it just that he's think, crazy? No, I, I, don't, think, I don't think so. No, well, I do don't, you think he deliberately? Yes, I think there he, was some deliberate deliberateness to him having an interracial. Yes, I do. I that's what I'm Absolutely saying. Absolutely do. I'm but saying I don't. That. Think, I just don't, I don't think he did it just to protect himself from being the racist. No, not at all. Look, I don't, I, th- I I don't think, think he I makes think creative like, choices like that. I mean, if he was worried about being racist, <laughs> he wouldn't no, use no, that no, word no. as often you're missing as what I'm, You're missing my point. Oh, my what's your point? Is, my point is it that... It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. <sighs> Nigga. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what I'm saying is that when you... Uh, for me, I just think that it, it, it kind of paints a shading of the type of character that... It, it shades aspects of that character. The Tarantino the story, character in the, the Tarantino character. Here's a white dude with who's married to a black woman, so he might feel more comfortable saying a word than that. Whether he should or not, it just kind of paints a certain picture about that character. I should clarify what I mean by it's a piece of casting. What I mean by that is yes. it is a choice, and it's going to inform characterization. And I think it goes to... The idea that the world is inhabited by complex individuals mm. as opposed to, you know, this monochromatic <laughs> kind of representation that we might get from a lot of movies. And, and it's an example of a different direction you can go in and be more, uh, uh, paint a picture that's more representative of the society that we live in. Hey! When we come back from the break, we'll hear my updated conversation with JD and Yolanda about the N-word, and let's see if they feel the same way today as they did five years ago. Actually, it was closer to six years ago, but that's neither here nor there. Stay tuned. Okay, let's jump forward about five years to the fall of 2021 and hear our updated discussion. 
I had them re-listen to the original podcast. A fun side note to keep in mind as you listen to this is that this was one of, if not the first conversations we taped specifically for the Dungeons and Durags podcast after breaking out the old podcast equipment from the proverbial mothballs. So some of the comments we make is in relation to that. So I guess my first question is, has anything changed? Because I think we recorded it. It had to have been 2016. Yeah. So five years ago. So has anything changed in five years in terms of... I think it might have actually been 2015 when we recorded that one. No, it can't have been because I started that podcast and said, well, unless it was late. It might have been like November. I think I saw uh, something that was 2015. I mean, 16. Yeah. On, yeah. Uh, it's been four or five. Clips. It's been at least five years. So yeah, has yeah. it, it uh, have your thoughts no need about? To over the... <laughs> has your thoughts about? I love how everybody's so, you know. <laughs> so what? Magnanimous what? right now. I'm sure that will change very quickly. Where's yeah. my Remind me what mag magnanimous type like of answer? Graceful or <laughs> accommodating. Right. We're always accommodating. Oh, Gracious. yes. We're known for it. <laughs> I think we got sidetracked because when you asked the question, ultimately it was about is it when you when you started that pod, you were asking, is it okay to use the N-word in, in film? That's kind of like what the general idea was, but it kind of segued more into using the N-word everywhere. And so I think we just kind of had it kind of the conversation divulged from being about film or art per se into everything, which is fine. I mean, because there's a discussion we had right. in both arenas, but but that kind of you know made us. It just kind of took us off of what mm-hmm. I, I could have clearer thoughts, you right. know. But because once you once you start talking about the N word and the whole general <laughs> diaspora of culture, or whatever, <laughs> then it's like you're opening a whole big giant can of worms that can be addressed in many different ways. Where I have a little bit more, uh, right. I think, concrete thoughts uh, about using it in art. I think the, for the I record, think, the date yeah. of the episode release was April fifth, twenty sixteen. Okay, so like five and a half years ago. <clears throat> I actually think the topic—not that it really matters now—I think the topic was more the use of the n-word. And media and culture. No, it was the the provocative quint- Like it was yeah, Quentin Tarantino. You had Django and right. Yeah. I mean, that's used- how you started it. I'm just. I'm not saying you were locked into. I'm just saying it started that way. Right. So when you come time- to a discussion like we didn't that, have a discussion like- about. Let's talk about the N word and the world in general society. Yeah, it was about <laughs> it was about film, dude. Come film. on, yeah. Go back and listen. I went back and listened me, to it. Let me let me rephrase. I'm this, not, this is what you do, Ron. This is what you do. Now you're going to push back. I'm not pushing back. That you know you said. You said that I said that the topic was whether or not you should use the N-word in film or art. Don't never, quote me. I'm not quote. I didn't quote you. I'm just saying that just was saying, the general idea. No, no. Because you're I trying to pin me down and stuff. I'm saying, no. oh, well, you said, J.D., you JD, said that I said. I'm not, look, the general I'm, idea we're was. Already done. We're already done with the yeah. magnanimity. But listen. <laughs> but listen. Wait, you're, but you're front. Wait, but wait. No, I'm no. Not. No time out. You're front and acting like that your impetus wasn't about Quinn Tarantino. That's what led the whole discussion was about uh, Quinn's use of the N-word. Was it not? Um... Just listen to what I'm about to say before you respond. Ah, uh, shit. 
just listen. Okay. In this conversation that we're having on this date, right? You, you just said that the conversation that I posed was, should the N-word be used in film? All I'm saying was, that was not what I originally posed. My original preposition was, or proposition was, how is the N-word used in film? That was the general, and then I used Django Unchained as the jumping off point because at right. the time, that's right. all I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I know. We I, mean, I don't understand where the Pulp Fiction. The, I thought. Yeah, I don't understand Wait. the disagreement. Yeah, we we're talking about Tarantino and his use of the N word in Pulp Fiction. Okay. I mean, it was all film based, dude. Not don't. I'm try not to saying it was different. Why is this relevant? Maybe I'm, I'm just, just being nitpicky. Maybe I'm being nitpicky. You are being very nitpicky. You're dude. being very Ronnie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so okay. what are we? I mean, the reason about? it came up is because I'm answering your question. Like, you yes. asked us, how do we feel about going back listening to it? And I'm yes. saying, when I listen to it, uh, my whole and my my reaction to what we said is yes. like, well, these answers weren't the greatest because All right, it, tell it me kind that. of felt like the discussion veered off in a, a, a much larger area mm -hmm. that I don't know that I was really prepared to speak on at the time but but a lot of the stuff we said i still stand by it's still legitimate okay. in that so discussion one, we had but all right so one question i have for you particularly was i remember when i played that clip from pulp fiction the one where quentin's talking about yeah you know you know no niggas i forgot what the line was but something about oh does my Sign say, does there a sign of nigger storage outside my house? He kept just dropping in word, over, right? And with and the right. hard yeah. R and everything, dead, it was yeah, dead, with the hard R, right? Dead nigger storage, in dead my yeah. Garage, storage. Yeah. yeah. And your response, JD, after I played that clip was that that was a that's some funny, shit. like you were it, you were it, laughing. So, when do you me, stand but, by that? Yeah, I, I think that here's uh, and now we hear from your old wife, she was saying it was cringy, you were saying it's funny. I think I think part of it is cringy because it's like there's this mystique about Quentin, you know, it's, it's he's almost weird. He's almost like Hitchcock. It's like we know he's not just an actor. He's the filmmaker. There's just so much right. meta about him being in his own films that makes right. it kind of this weird area. Mm -hmm. But the scene of them rolling up, they're obviously homies, you know, Sam Jackson and Tarantino and Quentin and him going off on them like that and him obviously using the hard R. It's mm -hmm. like, this is not a word he uses, but it's like, there's a, a brother, a dead man, a dead black man that they want to uh, <laughs> leave on his doorstep, basically, or in his garage or whatever. In garage, yeah. And he starts freaking out. So it's like, I, right. that, that too, there's some irony in, in, in comedy there. And again, it wasn't like, obviously they knew each other because Sam all, because like the other thing is like Sam pointed out in some, in several interviews, how like, you know, everybody wants to, Sam was a, a strong black man in Quentin's films. Yes. And so for him to let this go, it kind of sets up like, okay, there's this relationship that these people have. Right. And, Sam, and, and Sam's like this brutal killer in Pulp Fiction. But then when they show up to Quentin's house. He's almost kind Quentin of timid in front of him. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, it, it felt like, oh, this is my boy. Damn, I, I know we're, at, we're really, really, really going on a limb, asking him to go way above and beyond to help us out right. on this solid of taking care of a black man in his garage or whatever that right not to mention he's married to a black white you know it, it, there's all right. these kind of weird things so it didn't it, when i saw it i wasn't like grabbing my pearl clutching my pearls but oh man i can't believe they said it mind you that the word had been tossed around anyways in the film so it's like mm -hmm. uh, you know it's just like there's this weird thing about quentin because it 
it almost the word doesn't come off comfortably out of his mouth. So it's like yes. it's just this funny instance. Yes. And that's why I think on Yolanda's cringeworthy. It is cringeworthy, but I think that also kind of plays into the film and that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't see him like it also comes out like he's not a white dude that says this word often and casually, you know, it was you know, but he was very pent up. That's the way I took it. Got and it. again, it's like it's art, you know, going back to what I think you were trying to get at in that initial episode, it's art. And I, I really feel like I give leeway to artists and comics, filmmakers of the, you know, the, of that folks of that ilk, because they're I often feel like they're pushing the culture and discussion right up to the line of what's okay and appropriate to say and what not appropriate, just to, you know, to engage the audience and have this cultural dialogue through their art. And I think, so I give them leeway, but again, it doesn't mean that everything, any and everything or uses or instances of things that they do are just off limits. Sometimes they cross line and they get smacked for it, but it's like, I'm, I'm willing to give them that leeway a little bit versus they're not politicians. They're not senators. They're not people that are making laws, you know, in our country. They're kind of, you know, pushing us. Yeah, there. but and, they're, but they're influ they're major influences of culture and discourse. Very true. Because they have such a wide uh, exposure to people. Yep, a lot I of totally times, agree. More so than politicians. I totally agree, and, and they get smacked. And I'm saying they're not above getting reproach or, or smackdown. I, I'm just saying, but I, I, but I'm, I'm willing to at least engage with them and let them push the line because again he Quinn's been smacked about that I mean he's gotten how many articles have been written about him saying the wrong thing or you know using the n-word yada yada after the break we get deep into how a filmmaker like Tarantino uses the word and the greater use of the word in art stay tuned Welcome back, my niggas. After re-listening to the old Radio Film School podcast episode, Yolanda mentioned that she felt like it was cringy listening to it. So I asked her to clarify, and this was her response. I think there's there's been a lot of talk about how many times he says it. Right. I think JD's right. It does not roll off his tongue, so he's clearly... <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he's comfortable saying it. So then why are you saying it? And then if you're uncomfortable saying it, then it seems like the number of times he said it in that scene are just because what I because I think what I said in the episode originally was if it's relaying culture, it has a you know, it has it's organic to the narrative, you know, it's describing you know, these people's lives and the essence of how they live and how they talk and all those things, I'm down with it. Like, that's fine. His delivery, and you could say that he's a bad actor, but whatever, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. But his delivery of the word was not authentic because he's, it doesn't come off. Like, it doesn't roll off the tongue. So if he had said a few times whatever, and it's like, okay, this is for the purpose of the scene, but he keeps saying it and he doesn't say it well. Mm -hmm. And then you start thinking about why does he need to keep referencing the fact that it's a nigger? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm saying nigger. Right. Like, you're right. The, the problem with it was very gratuitous no, for you. The problem right? with no, the problem with those dudes bringing, wanting to use his garage. The problem was 
It was because they had a dead person, not because the dead person was black. Right. Right. So that's a good point. If, but no, in if, it, but wait, in let it, me finish. Let, let me okay. finish. The problem was his wife was going to have a problem with them storing a dead person in the garage, right? <laughs> right. So As him referencing the fact that it was a nigger a couple of times might have yep. been okay. But the fact that he found the need to continue to say the word and not say it well mm. begs the question of like, why is this necessary? Because you're not, yeah. it's not, it's not like your character uses this word all the time. And it, and so it makes sense for him to keep saying that. Right. And it is not germane to why it's a problem to have this person in the garage. I, I totally agree with that. So but I, I would that, say so now that. I'm like, now listening to it again, I'm like, this is cringy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but you can't also just ignore the fact that he has a black wife in the city. Cause the way you just said it, all benign. I know. Like, uh, well, no, but you didn't mention that. So I'm just well, saying but there's the black something. black wife is irrelevant. Well, wait, let me talk. Let said. me talk. Let me talk. I'm not saying what you said is not legitimate, but I'm saying it's only giving, it's not painting the full picture. The full picture is that they want to bring a dead person. I totally yes. agree with you over to his house and he's a white man married to a black woman. So there's just a little bit of oomph that. But do you think that the, the wife would be more upset just because the dead person was black? Like, why was it relevant? I, I think that there might be something to that. I'm not saying that she wouldn't, but I mean, it's like, uh, not only are you bringing a dead person to my house, but he just happens to be black, a like my wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not black, no, no. No, a no, no, no. I'm, no, but I'm saying his wife is black. That's the whole point I'm getting. I okay, know. that's what I'm getting at. I'm just saying, it's like if they brought over any other dead person that was another nationality uh, that he was married to. If, if he was married suppose, to a Chinese woman. Do we suppose, if he was married to a no, Filipino. But let's suppose he he's married to a black woman, but they brought a Mexican. Do you suppose? Do we suppose that the scene was said? Do you see a dead, uh, dead wetback sign on my right? Right. No. Garage? Do, I, do listen, we think that's what he would have said in the dialogue? He might have. He might have said. I that. don't know. That's what I'm asking. And right, would it be? Yeah. And would that be relevant? Relevant to the fact that his wife was black? No, because she's not Latino. It's like okay, she's well, not Mexican. Yeah. But I'm. Mean, but I'm, but we, we can't. Ignore, but that's the to ignore the fact right, that she's here's black. Here's a question, Jimmy. Are I'm you saying. are you suggesting the fact that the character's wife is black lends any credence for his character to use the N word with the hard R? What I'm saying is that I'm not saying oh because she's black he it, it unlocks the key for him to just use. Right, a nigger with a hard R all the time, as many times as he wants. Oh, that's the magic code. Right. He's got the cheat code. Now that he has a black wife, he could just say whatever he wants without any repercussion. Nobody, listen. I'll, I'll be the first to tell you. You know, I say this all the time. Nobody's above reproach. I I start out we, this conversation by saying he's had many uh, criti critiques and, and criticisms about his use of the word. I'm not saying, oh yeah, he did he used it perfectly. That's just great. He right. did an awesome job, but I'm not saying that. All right. I'm just saying is that I understand what it is. And and look, he walked up to the line. He crossed the line. And, and you know, in many people's eyes, he crossed the line. He got smacked for it. I'm I'm saying, okay, cool. But I'm not. But it's not going to crush my day or whatever. And I totally sure. agree with what Yolanda's saying. I'm just saying, like, look, I, th that's a, a perfect example of one. I'm, I'm like willing to give some leeway. 
he and he you know he, like like Dave Chappelle said he's a, a constant line crosser like when he's talking about Rick James you know <laughs> <laughs> line crosser he got he crossed the line and got smacked I mean it's like right. that's you know but again it's like I don't want to shut down the net the, the internet and everybody freak out and have a tizzy because he did say it and, and you could have your beef with it and it's a legitimate criticism but it's like, you know, sometimes I feel like today we get, uh, you know, mired with people, you know, line stepping, stepping over that line and just losing their shit. And it's like, I'm not gonna lose my shit about it, but we will critique him. He will catch some heat for it. And he did. Now, at this point in the conversation, I referenced that Sam Jackson clip I played earlier, where Sam tries to get the white reporter to say the N-word. And so we get into that. And in this part of the conversation, I also reference friend of the pod, FD Signifier, and his YouTube channel, on which I first discovered that clip. Uh, Sam is being interviewed by this white reporter. <laughs> he's, right, so just like, say it. Say the word. He's trying to give the, get the white reporter to say the N-word, and he doesn't want to say it. <laughs> he's like, why not? You can say it. It's a free country. You can say whatever you want. So my first, the first Amendment. Go on and say it. Go on my say first it. question is, what do you think you. Sam would have done hey, if he actually was said about it? To too. That, that reporter had to think about it. He had, luckily, he stopped himself, but he was like forming his lips to be like, no, you, I can't. I can't. What do you think Sam would have done if, he, if the guy actually said it? I don't know. That would have been hilarious. That would have been a great That would have been a great I think interview. you would have. I, I think that, it. listen, that I think you would have given him shit. Yeah, it would have been edited. That we would have never saw it. The public would, because it, it goes beyond just that interviewer. That's for, I think it was for like E. Wasn't for E yeah. Network or something. Yeah, it was something they like would, that. They would have, that never would have made the air. They would yeah, have, yeah, yeah. okay, we're going to have to do some cuts. What, what, it was a junket. I'm sure it was a press junket. Yeah, for it was Jenga. a press junket. For, yeah, yeah. there's no way that would have made. I'm sure it would have made its way on the YouTube somewhere, somehow. Somehow, but yeah. Eventually. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. So what do but you think I Sam's that's, point? That's what I love about Sam, yeah. What do you think his point was? Like, two questions. One, what do you think of his response to Leo Versus, like, take his response versus Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx was like, yeah, man, we know it's hard, and he's being very philosophical about it and whatnot. And Sam's like, dude, just just say the fucking right. word. Like, fucking right. Yeah. What do you think we about, about those two approaches? We're about to go into overtime. We're getting into penalties because you can't say a word. Come on. It's almost, I, I think... The I, I think the point that uh, FD Signifier was making was that a lot of white people seem to get very precious because in that in that they in need that, to be good they should yeah. be but he almost seemed to be criticizing Leo for being that precious because in that episode uh, that yep. YouTube episode and I'll put a link I think both are valid. I think well, how can they both be valid at the two, same time? They can. They can. Two things can be valid yeah. well, give me example. at the same time. Or you'll start with you. What you just said. <laughs> it's like right. sometimes, I mean, white folks got to, you know, they got to tip you around that word because they're I unsure. I think they should be, yeah, I think yeah. they should feel very uncomfortable and nervous about the word. Yeah, don't uh -huh. say And at the same time, where and at. at the same time, well, like how Sam's saying, like, motherfucker, don't pretend like you ain't never said nigga. Just say it. <laughs> Don't Especially like we're acting, we're doing your, a film. Yeah, it's and like, we're acting. Like it's like it's like now you want to be real nervous because I, I think it's I, it's I <laughs> it's actually pretty amusing. What's amusing about it specifically? I think it's I think I think I mean as much shit as we have gone through behind that word, yeah. I actually enjoy 
watching white people squirm about it. Mm-hmm. The ones that and do. I, and I think the on Leo's do, part. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's people who don't. Yeah. I, and I oh, think I there's a bit. that word. <laughs> yeah. Right. When do we start yeah. filming? I'm sure it's <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> then it just comes right. out like machine gun. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what are we going to say, Jamie? Uh, I think there's there's a tinge of virtue signaling when that happens. Yes, I think that like, was... And if that's the case, then Leo, just get up in front of the crew, yeah, give a speech, hey, we're all adults, I'm about to drop some M-bombs, <laughs> just know I'm an actor, and then just let it go. Just in case the yeah, crew just didn't Just in case know. y'all forget, we are acting, I didn't write these words, I'm getting paid millions of dollars to say this, so here we go. <laughs> and then we're cool. Everybody, I mean, he shouldn't yeah. even have to say that, we all know yeah. what it is. Yeah. I would have given him yeah. mad props for just walking up on the set in character yeah that's what i'm saying yeah there are i mean well here's what i will say whatever his discomfort he got over it very well because he right was a great job yeah he delivered an excellent performance (laughs) (laughs) and and he had no trouble uh, props oh. to Leo. Yes. Yeah, he, that, he did his thing. That, yeah. that Quentin had. He was. He did it. Well, he's a well. better actor. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. One would say. One and one I, mean, I respect one him say. for it. I was. It was a yeah. great portrayal yeah. of that character. Leonardo DiCaprio transformed in that movie. That's one of the bravest white allies I ever seen in my life. Turned into an evil ass enslaver. Called Jamie Foxx a nigger to his face. That's a clip from comedian Roy Wood Jr.'s routine about white allies who play evil racists. It's hilarious. My conversation with Jade and Yolanda about this movie reminded me of this clip. This dude went from Titanic to enslaver. Near, far, wherever you are, nigga! Now, what I find interesting about this clip is how much passion and fun Roy has with saying nigga. And the people in the audience are cracking up. Whites, blacks, Asians, Latinos, everybody's having a grand old time. It's funny, but also a little bit uncomfortable. Like, Are they laughing at the comical juxtaposition between Leo's character in Titanic and his slave owner in Django? Or are they laughing at the idea of being able to say nigga that loud and passionately as a white person and get away with it? Maybe it's a little bit of both. And that leads to the last part of my conversation with Jade and Yolanda, and specifically the use of the word in film and art. So basically, at the end of the day, we've just, we've we've determined that it's still okay to say the N word if you can act it well. It is. Um, <laughs> whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait! I'm not saying that. Well, what I'm, I'm saying, saying is that if you, you can. What do you mean you're not saying? I'm not saying that. I, that's you're not, saying I, that did not come out my mouth. What you just said did not come I'm out not, of my mouth. I'm not saying it came out of your mouth. I'm just summarizing. <laughs> What our discussion well, was. that's a poor summary. That's not what <laughs> Why is that a, how is that a poor summary? Because what I'm saying is that I'll go back. To, uh, what I said before yes. was that I give artists leeway to yes. take license with the with their art, yeah. but they should be prepared for the consequences. Again, you got freedom of speech, but yeah. you don't have freedom of the consequences, the consequences of, of said speech. speech. Right. 
So I'm, I'm saying, even if you're a great actor, well, mine, and mine isn't about the performance either. It, yeah, it it's about, like you, you could be a great actor or not. It's not about that. It's like be be ready to catch the heat if you do. It, yeah. Does it? Is it, is it what, what is somebody? What is, is somebody? Just but my thing is, is it authentic to the material? Yeah, and if it's authentic like, look, to the material, it's okay to use. Mm-hmm. What if someone does a remake of Birth of a Nation? It's Which one? Which re- Birth of a Nation? The, the, original, the original. The original one. Because <laughs> there's one that... it. Some rednecks. I know, but the rednecks yeah. do yes. a, a whole uh, remake of Birth of a Nation. And someone acts it well. Does that get them off the hook? Get them off the hook of what? Of saying the said words. If, the, if you had a, a, a one, if you had a, a Birth of a Nation come back out today in modern times no, with I audio. Could, yeah. And they and and, it, and they act their ass off in it. And it's a propaganda for the, the and it's a propaganda piece for the Klan or whatever. They'd right have to use it. Yeah, yeah, of course. I lots mean, of people would have an issue with that. But it's probably yeah. But the way it's but the but the filter through which well. it's shot it's very is, well. is very racist, but acted very well. Okay, yeah. then they're gonna catch some heat. I would imagine. Yeah. No, so it doesn't let them off the hook. To, to, yeah. So that's what I would say to answer your question. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Generally speaking, for you two as black Americans, you don't, in and of itself, have an issue with the use of the N word in art, so long as it meets like some of the things you guys are talking about. That's all yes, I'm saying. Correct. Whereas, whereas there are some yeah. people who do, like yes, they correct. do they not do. like the use of the word, and they feel like it brings us back and whatnot. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Yeah, and like, see, I would push against that too, because for me, I almost like scenarios where people do get in trouble. Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's why I let I, I give license to artists because then it brings up a, 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 a subsequent discussions that people can explore and chirp and fight mm-hmm. about and you know tweet and, and get in arguments about which I think is healthy in a lot of ways it you know it's like it 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 it, it releases some of that pressure into the culture where we actually have to have these discussions and people got to get corrected. Hell, we might get corrected on this shit that we're putting out right now, but it, it opens up discussions that right. we will have to think about, what artists have to think about. And I think that's important. Instead of trying to put safety bumpers mm-hmm. for little toddlers all around your furniture in your house and in your media so that nobody gets hurt, no egos get bruised, and naughty discussion doesn't come up, and you know people run around clutching their pearls. I think that mm-hmm. you know we should have to have these discussions and, and, and speak on it. And sometimes people are gonna mess up, so I, I get it. But, so, but 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 they're not a, beyond reproach, and we'll get at them, and they'll get at us, and we'll fight back and forth, and have this dialogue. And I think that's healthy. Answer this as this as succinctly as you can. <laughs> Do you think it's okay for a white person to use like the friendly nigga? Next time on Dungeons and Durags, find out first if JD can answer a question succinctly, but more importantly, we get into whether or not white people should even use that word. Our answer may not necessarily surprise you, but the reasons why just might. But we're going to take it one step further. We'll address the greater issue of white people wanting to say the word, and we'll hear from some other filmmakers, both white and black, male and female, as they share their thoughts on the topic and how they answer the age-old questions so many white people have, why can't we say nigga? You won't want to miss this episode, so make sure you're subscribed to wherever you get your podcast. It's gonna be a doozy.
The Dungeons and Durex podcast is a production of Blade Runner Media and Bonnie and Clyde Productions and is part of the Ebony Covering Black America podcast network. This episode was written, produced, and edited by Ron Dawson. Special thanks to my Black BFFs and podcast peeps, JD and Yolanda Cochran. No relation to Johnny. JD creates and edits all of our social media audiograms. Music used in this show was licensed from Artlist as well as Creative Commons songs from freemusicarchive.org. We use a clip from Miramax's Pulp Fiction, the clip of the Randall Kennedy interview is copyright C-SPAN, and the clip of Roy Wood Jr. is copyright Comedy Central. Gotta walk on set all chipper and shit. Hey, good morning, how you doing, gay guy? Hey, hey, director, good to see you. Hey, Denzel, good to see you too. It's what, uh, uh, we ready? And action. You are nigga and cut. Here's one, here's one for you. Here's one for me. How could it be? If you like this show, do all the podcasty things. You know, give us a rating, give us a review, share it with your friends. And I'm serious when I say that. If you really like the show, give a nigga a good review. Hey, I I think I'm getting better at this. Also, as I mentioned earlier, subscribe to the channel. Now, let us know what you think about the N-word and its use. Shoot us an email at podcast at dungeonsanddurags.com. You can even send a voice memo if you like. Or leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your thoughts and stories, and we just may read it on the show. You can follow me on Twitter at BladeRonner, that's Ronner with an O, and on Instagram at BlurredRonner. I write about race, religion, creative arts, and business on Medium at rondawson.medium.com. You can follow JD on Twitter at thatjdcochran, and Yolanda is rat in a wheel, with all the words separated by underscores. It's a new year, and she has the same old harder right Twitter handle, and I'm pretty positive she's never going to change it. That's it for now. Stay safe out there, and remember, having white privilege is not bad. Denying it is... And in the absence of biblical certainty, choose love. Happy New Year, everyone. Until next time.